I'm Amber McRae, a nutritional therapist. I help women become more in tune with their mind, body, and soul through holistic nutrition and emotionally focused therapy. I help them create a more meaningful, energetic, and connecting life. Hello, amazing souls. So in this special episode, we have the privilege of hosting Jess, a Portland native, a spiritualist, astrologer, and an advocate for inner peace and personal transformation. Jess's journey on self-discovery with esoteric studies resonates perfectly with the essence of our podcast. With her extensive background in counseling and psychology, Jess brings a unique perspective to the importance of connection on multiple levels, connection to ourselves, others, and all-around connection. Having developed her own group curriculum focused on mindfulness, DBT skills and emotional intelligence, Jess has a wealth of knowledge to share with all of us. Her expertise in supporting the indigenous community aligns with our commitment to holistic well-being for all individuals. What makes Jess a perfect fit for our podcast is her belief in the transformative power of shadow work and astrology. She understands that the path to inner peace involves embracing our imperfections and exploring the depths of our own beings. Through mindfulness training and the integration of these enlightening tools, Jess has experienced personal growth and aims to guide others on their transformative journeys as well. Join us as we delve into the conversations with Jess about the interplay between holistic nutrition, emotional well-being, and the power of astrology. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. That was such a an introduction. I have to write that down. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you are very impressive, you know, reading over all of your stuff and just talking to you, just your energy just spoke through, especially I saw you on TikTok. Um, There was just some energy that I was like, I got to meet her. I got to have her on the podcast. I want to know more about what she does. So I'm super excited that you're here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Um, We are aligned on a lot of the same things and it's so exciting to connect with other people, especially on TikTok. Um, who have the same mindset and they want to learn more about shadow work and they have knowledge that I don't have or they're doing things that I want to do. It's just really great to see um, like-minded people all over the world and close to me. I feel like it's um, very hopeful, you know? I definitely do. Um, so as someone who has uh, dove into esoteric studies and embraced shadow work and astrology, how do you see these practices intertwining with the concepts of, you know, like holistic nutrition and emotional well-being? And have they personally contributed to your own health journey? I definitely would say yes, they have contributed to my own health journey. I personally have a lot of physical health struggles and uh, mental health struggles. I'm, I feel like most human beings have struggles in one or both of those areas. And that's really what led me to diving more into it is coming into some walls with mm. Western medicine. I have autoimmune disorder. I have an autoimmune arthritis condition called ankylosing spondylitis, and I have Crohn's disease, which is a GI autoimmune disease. And after years of taking medications that the doctors were giving me, immunosuppressants, low-dose chemotherapies to try and curb my immune system, like I just got more sick and more depressed and my hair was falling out and I was mom and I was so scared and worried and really diving into um, looking into like, how can I help myself and looking into holistic and um, my nutrition and more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Like alternative? That's the one. More like alternative medicine ways that weren't offered to me in traditional hospitals and clinics. And that's really what pushed me into mindfulness and looking into, okay, so I think that I can help myself. Mm. Most Eastern practices that I study um, come with that belief that you have the power to help yourself. And I really cling on to that. And I think that that has really helped a lot with my belief in myself to study these things and learn these things um, in a respectful way to the cultures that I'm learning. And it also is very aligned with my own culture of being uh, indigenous and that interconnectedness is something that is found in Buddhism and Taoism and the things that will help me are found right here inside and, you know, using plant medicine and nutrition to try and balance my immune system and my mental health. Um, Those are all things that have been very much aligned with the shadow work, the astrology, the diving into self. I feel like they're all uh, members of the same family, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I love that. And the more people that I talk to, I feel like lately, um, even when I went to this very Western medicine conference, they're talking about how it's not a one size fits all. It's really all of these different modalities put together and married to find what works for that person. And that takes so many different types of things and trying different things. And I I definitely agree that they're all so interconnected and together. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I think that that's something that um, I'll speak for myself and my Western mentality. (laughs) I need one solution. Um, that's very accessible, easy, that I could Amazon Prime to my house this afternoon or tomorrow. (laughs) And, you know, that's just like, uh, there's not really a one size fits all solution. And that's one of my loves of shadow work is that when I'm helping people dive into shadow work, um, one of the biggest concerns that people say is that they don't want to do it wrong, or they want to like, you know, um, you know, what's the right way to do it or the best way. And that there's none, there's no right way. There's no best way. Yes. Yeah. There's no supposed to be. I love that. You know, perfectionism is just so huge. And I talk about it a lot that I am a perfectionist in recovery because I don't think I will ever be fully recovered. Um, But, you know, perfectionism can be a major roadblock on the journey to healing and self-acceptance. How do you integrate the transformative power of shadow work, astrology, and mindfulness training to help individuals overcome that perfectionism and to really embrace a more supportive mindset? Do you have any tips or anything that our listeners can take home today or I could take home today? Oh, man. I think that my biggest piece of advice is find teachers who admit that they um, have problems. Mm. The teachers that I have really clung on, um, like, just do- like my claws into have been yeah. Ram Dass. Uh, Ram Dass is one of my favorite spiritual teachers, and he has so many great talks where he talks about um, just being a simple-minded Westerner, which I just love. Cause that's like really close to my heart. Um, right. 
because those what those Eastern concepts can be so hard for me to grasp because I I'm stuck in my ways and right yeah ways and and he really talks about that so it's relatable um, and funny to me and he what um, has a background in psychology which speaks to me mm. I also love Thich Nhat Hanh who talks about um, you know, like caring for anger, like a newborn baby. He talks about being angry at his government for what they were doing to Mm -hmm. him. Um, I like teachers that are, uh, are able to say, I also struggle. Yeah. That's huge to be relatable in that authentic energy. Whereas you get some people are like, just, you feel like I can't really relate to that person because it doesn't seem like they struggle and I'm struggling and I need to know that other people are struggling too. And that it, those things, cause we're never going to be fixed of those things. We're always going to struggle. And so it's really more about, um, the daily working through rather than overcoming it forever type thing. And that's, you know, that is one of the reasons why I integrated shadow work so heavy into my spirituality and my Mm. spiritual quest um, was because, you know, I felt this piece of me that didn't feel good enough. My perfectionism and never feeling good enough always tells me that I'm too angry. I have too much trauma that I just, I can never reach a place of peace because I am not whole enough. There's too many pieces missing. And I love shadow work for the reason being that shadow work has shown me that these, quote, dark pieces of myself, the shadow, are not pieces that I need to try and cover up, destroy. They're not defects of character that need to be dismissed under a rug and thrown away. That these are vital pieces of myself that I can use in the ways of quote good. Yeah, that's huge. You know, something you said sparked um, another thought and I just wanted to bring it to the table is that um, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a very religious background. And so um, (laughs) that overall sense that the not so pretty parts of us um, are not bad. Yeah, they're just part of us. And like you were saying, And when how you integrate shadow work is that those parts are also needed to be loved and not shamed and, and looked down on, but that they're just part of us and they make us, us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, I grew up for several years in a religious cult and, you know, we were taught that these bad parts have to be taken out that that's the quote devil or whatever. And so, Mm. you know, even though I didn't spend my whole life in that religious cult, the formative years where I was forming how I feel about myself and the world around me was rooted in um, praising an image that I could never be like. I could try, but I would never be perfect like that. And it was really stressful to me. And, you know, sometimes that still lives in my soul when I'm trying to study these other concepts. And I think, well, I'm never going to be as Zen as Ram Dass or Alan Watts. Um, because, you know, I have that seed of comparison planted, mm-hmm. in me, which is truly the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. And, you know, a lot of my shadow work is kind of like un undoing those weeds. There's a, a DBT skill um, 
called the dandelion. And, you know, the metaphor is that when you're digging up dandelions, you can't just go and like rip the head of the flower off because you don't have the roots and it will always grow back and spread. Mm. And the DBT skill is to use mindfulness to dig at the roots. And so like when I'm undoing these things of not feeling good enough and having these seeds of self-doubt planted, I really have to dig into the roots and shadow work is truly like root work. Yeah. Looking at like that inner voice of I'm not good enough and I can't do this because of that or whatever narrative I have going on. It's usually not my own voice. That's somebody else's narrative that was planted there. Right. And shadow work helps me draw that line and say, I'm done listening to that. And I'm going to listen to my own voice. Mm, That's huge. So first, I love the dandelion metaphor and that exercise. That's so cool. Um, It kind of reminds me of cord pulling. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's can kind of integrate with that or is similar. Um, And then also you were saying that... um, Shadow work helps you separate others' voices from your own intuition. Is that close? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, me coming from a place of trauma, it's hard for me to tell, like, is am I seeing this with a tr- my traumatic lens? Am I seeing this with my own eyes? Am I responding from a place from my heart or am I responding from a place of PTSD? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to even have the moment to understand or dissect what's going on. And I think that shadow work, mindfulness, all of that has really helped me just create that little bit of space so I can think maybe I'm not the bad guy in my head. Maybe that's not. Mm. And I think over time building uh, my mindfulness practice that, that, that time has gotten longer in that space. Yeah. So now have like more of a thought process before I act. Yeah, that makes sense. So would you associate that like as building a muscle? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people just want to come in and do the shadow work and like, okay, just get to the end. But as we're talking, we both know and something that we both value is the authenticity that that's not the way that it works, that this is really (laughs) tough work. Yeah. (laughs) I tell people that, you know, sometimes I answer my DMs and I try to explain that, you know, first off, I joined um, like a 12 step group and I started looking at myself when I was 15 years old and I'm 35 Mm. now. So that was 20 years ago that I started doing inner work. And then it's been five solid years of shadow work and mindfulness training and And after that long, I finally think maybe I don't know everything. (laughs) (laughs) It took that long for it to go smashing. Mm. So, you know, I try to explain to people and tell them, like, be loving on yourself. Ram Dass always says in his talks that if you have so many years of being some way, you're not going to undo it in one weekend retreat. Right, exactly. That's so true. And I I don't know if it's the same for you. I have found out too, as a person who um, helps others or teaches these things, and this is my field of work, that doesn't mean that I don't still need help in that same field. And I still, 
I still have a counselor. I still have, you know, coaches and mentors that I go to because like you said, this is an always learning process. It's not like we've reached some point and we're like, okay, we're done. Well, I mean, maybe for some people, but I think for most healers and, and life learners that we're always, always moving forward or backward and then forward. (laughs) I try to be really transparent on my socials about like, you know, when I'm writing shadow work workbooks, I'm answering those questions as I write them and crying and processing. And I don't have it all figured out. I still have a very weird relationship with both of my parents. I'm still Mm -hmm. struggle with setting boundaries with the people I love the most. You know, I think that that's very normal. And And that's what I mean about like leeching on to teachers who are real with it. You know, Ram Dass, he shared when his father was passing away, how challenging that was to care for somebody who was mean to him in Mm. his childhood. That's real as heck, you know, to be transparent with those feelings. And both of my parents are still living and they follow my socials, which is awkward for them, the louder I (laughs) hear about it. Um, And sometimes that does make me feel some type of way. And I talk about that. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. verbal about um, your healing process. If you're in a position where people look up to you and look to you for answers to be transparent that like, yeah, I definitely still lose my temper and yell. I'm a person. I have had an anger problem my entire life. Yeah, of course I still yell sometimes. (laughs) Um, Am I passive aggressive to my partner? Yeah, 100%. I I don't feel like anybody is on all the time. That's not reality. Yeah. I completely agree. And again, that's one of the things that like really drew you to me is because I, I try to really do that as well. And it's so important. I love talking about all the things that people don't talk about, you know, it kind of goes back to when I grew up in church, it was like things you just didn't talk about, you know, you don't talk about those things. And so now I'm just like, let's talk about all of those things because if I'm feeling them, I know other people are feeling them. And the more that we talk about it, the more normal it becomes. And it doesn't have to be these hidden shame, shameful things. It's just these natural parts of us that are there and we can talk about and work through together because we're all freaking going through them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that is the beauty of living with an interconnected heart is that, you know, even people that oppose my belief system or oppose astrology or oppose me as a person, I still have the utmost love for my fellow human beings. And I wish everybody well. And when I do uh, loving kindness meta meditations, wherever your category sits, whether it's a person uh, who I feel neutral about or who I feel good about or who I feel not so good about, (laughs) Like you're, you're sending them all loving kindness. Yeah. And I I think that that is the hope that I have of sharing the, the shadow work and posting questions all the time and luring people to my page so that I can themselves (laughs) is is that my hope is people realize that we're all, we're not so different. Right. 
we all struggle that life as human beings on planet earth entails suffering for every single person and our sufferings are different. But if we could just have a little bit of empathy for each other, we might have a chance for like a better world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Definitely have to have you on because I have so many other questions about so many other things. But um, I did want to circle back to the shadow work and congratulations because you have a published book um, of shadow work and I love it. I'll tell you one of my favorite questions so far that I've gotten to. Um, but here we're all about embracing the imperfections and fostering connections. Um, and so how does this book provide practical insights and guidance for you know, people who are listening um, on their own journeys and their self-healing and self-discovery? How, can you give us like a little sneak peek? Um, and then after you do that, I'll tell you my my favorite question that I've gotten. Yeah, for sure. I I have a planner. Um, it's like a shadow work planner where there's um, a s- different shadow work question every day. And there's a moon phase space, a date, a to-do list, a gratitude, and tarot. And I wrote that one for my more organized people. I have so many planners. It's ridiculous. I, I didn't see that one. I'll have to check that one out. That one sounds amazing. <laughs> I have very heavy Virgo placements and I love <laughs> writing things down, planning, to-do lists, all of that. So I made I made that one. And then I have a hundred question um, shadow workbook. And this was the first one that I wrote. Um, and it was a really transformative experience for me writing this one because I did the questions while I wrote it. It was the first one. Mm. And I really liked that. Um Cause I felt like I was putting some of my heart into it and yeah, for sure. there were some questions that made me think a lot about my perception and a need for change of it specifically about my parents. There's a lot of parent questions in there cause I don't book my parents heavy. Um, and then this past year I finished a memoir. I wrote a memoir about my journey of shadow work and plant medicine and leaving 12 step recovery and kind of like finding life through myself. And I wrote a memoir about how I did that, what tools I used, how you could find it, the list of books that I read, everything that I used, um, all the tools. And it's a pretty short read. I didn't want to like trauma dump in a book because it felt so irrelevant to Mm. Lori. There's so much more to me than what happened to me when I was a child. So those are the books that I wrote. And I can't believe that I did all of that last year. I was crazy. I wrote so many books. Um, But one of my favorite questions out of Into the Shadows was there were two questions that I wrote that made me think about my perception of both of my parents so much. Um, I feel like it kind of changed my path a little bit, but I wrote, how am I like my mother and how am I like my father? And I tried to not write in a negative sense when I was writing those questions. I tried to frame it in like, how am I positively like my mother and how am I positively like my father? Um, Because I'm kind of a negative person by nature. And so I was trying to change that in my shadow work writing of like bringing out a different piece. That narrative, yeah. Yeah. And in doing those questions, I was like, wow, okay, I don't think they're all bad because nobody is all bad or all good. Mm. It's like a more balancing. Right. That's huge. Yeah. So mine was, it was in the very beginning too. And it was, why are the above relationships healthy for me? And I really liked that because we can get so busy and we just have all of these people. Well, for me, I have 
I love connecting with people. And so I have lots of connections, but when it, this, it makes you stop and really think about things Mm -hmm. like coming to the present, like, okay, I think first it asked you who were these people? Yeah. Who do I consider, um, your, my core relationships, my core connections. And so then it had me list and then it asked why, and I think that's so important to just really stop and think about why. And I'm I'm a why person. I've been a why person since at birth. Like, why is green called green? Why is this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, yeah, why? Why are these people healthy for me? Are these people healthy for me? Is kind of what it brought up for me, you know? Yeah. Are these people? Um, and if so, why? And if not, why not? And so um, I just really love the questions because they are simple enough to answer, but really make you stop and think, if that makes sense. It's not like these huge in-depth questions that you can't answer. It's just these simple thoughts like, hey, take a moment, let's analyze in very simple form what is going on with you. I think that, and this is my personal opinion, there's no science backing this that I'm aware of, but I think that as human beings, our brains, when we categorize things into schemas, into our little compartments of where they belong, I think our brains are a little bit more simple than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And when I'm writing questions, I try to think of like, well, what's right under it? Why? Mm-hmm. And it's usually where I find the most insight is when I just look barely under the surface and it allows me to go deeper the next time. It's a common misconception of doing shadow work that you are going to just like dive in, undo yourself to the bottom layer, like get to the core, the first right. workbook that you do you're probably not. Right. Yeah, that's I love that because it 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 triggers a thought in the way that I process things and I've learned that from coaching most people process things is through baby steps. Mm-hmm. And so your questions were like baby stepping it into deeper portions. And so it was easy bite size like okay, here's a simple question that leads you to another simple question that leads you a little bit deeper. And so I really liked how it took you on that process um, that was that was doable. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I really like it. So um, all Jess's information is in the description of the podcast. And please go check her out. Show her some love. I know she has an amazing TikTok and um, her store is linked there also. Jess, we will definitely have you back um, to explore some more of the stuff that we didn't get to today. But thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy and just your knowledge with us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. And I am long-winded when it comes to these topics. So I'm thrilled (laughs) to talk about it. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you guys in the next episode. And remember, connection over perfection.